0: Welcome to the National Church of England's online service on this Passion Tide, the 26th of March, the 5th Sunday of Lent. This is St Barnabas, Dulwich, and we give you a very warm welcome indeed. And to Christ Chapel here in Dulwich, a place of worship for over 400 years, founded by Edward Allain and the original site for Dulwich College.
1: With God, nothing will be impossible.
0: For he is our God
1: and the God of salvation is making all things new. Amen.
0: Welcome to this one parish but two places of worship. My name is John Watson, I'm the vicar here uh, in this parish and it's a great pleasure to welcome you to our service today. The service will be led by members of our ministry team, of our congregation and our amazing choirs. We pray that this will be a time in which, as we observe this beginning of Passion Tide, we may draw ourselves closer to the One who gives life, the One who breathes His love into us and into our world.
2: My name is Liz Barnett, I'm Assistant Curate at St Barnabas in Dulwich. In the name of Christ, I welcome you. God's grace, mercy and peace be with you, and also with you. God shows his love for us in that whilst we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Let us show our love for him by confessing our sins in penitence and faith. God of mercy, we acknowledge that we are all sinners. We turn from the wrong that we have thought and said and done and are mindful of all that we have failed to do. For the sake of Jesus who died for us, forgive us all that is past and help us to live each day in the light of Christ our Lord, amen. May almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord, amen.
1: A reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel, chapter 37, starting at the first verse. The hand of the Lord came upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me all around them. There were very many lying in the valley, and they were very dry. He said to me, Mortal, can these bones live? I answered, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I had been commanded. And as I prophesied, suddenly there was a noise, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. I looked, and there were sinews on them, and flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, mortal, and say to the breath, Thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived, and stood on their feet a vast multitude, Then he said to me, Mortal, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say, Our bones are dried up and our hope is lost. We are cut off completely. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people, and I will bring you back to the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord, when I open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people. I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live, and I will place you on your own soil. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken, and will act, says the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
3: A year or so ago, not long after Christmas, I left my house to go to work, walking, and when I realised that I had left something at home, I turned around and as I made my way back to my house, I saw a lady coming down the road towards me. She kept looking at me and looking at my tree. I must explain that my Christmas tree was outside my house on the pavement waiting to be recycled and as she walked she looked at me and my tree then me and my tree in what felt like quite a pointed way. I started to feel a bit annoyed because it seemed to be that she had a problem with my tree being out on the pavement. Now I had bought quite a large tree by accident and it was very bushy and taking up quite a lot of space but the paper was still passable. Anyway, as I got to my house, she arrived there at the same point and stood by my tree, as though suggesting it wasn't possible for us both to pass at the same time. That made me even more irritated. But I walked into my house, got what I needed, and came back out. And to my surprise, she was still there looking at the tree. She said to me, is that your tree? And immediately I felt quite angry and infuriated. I thought to myself, she's going to have a go at me about the fact that my tree is blocking the pavement and I'm not gonna stand for it. So I looked over the face and said, yes, that is my tree. At which point she said, good. I walked past it yesterday and I noticed one of your Christmas decorations You're still in the midst of the tree, and I'd hoped to see you so that I might show it to you and so you don't lose it. And sure enough, as I looked inside the tree, there was one of my favourite tree decorations. I quietly and quite sheepishly said, oh, thank you very much, and took it and walked back down the road to school. And as I thought about that, on my way to school and for the next few days, I became overwhelmed with my own attitude of heart, my own mistake and failures. I had judged her. I had assumed what I knew she was going to say to me. And I had been ready to really have a bit of a verbal fight with her and be very unloving. I asked myself, so what if she said to me, your tree is blocking the pavement? All I needed to do then was say, I'm sorry about that. It's not such a big deal, is it really? But I had been so judgmental and so harsh in my attitude. As I thought about it, I turned to God and asked God that I might become more and more aware of the times when I react with judgment and assumptions and a lack of love. And what is so wonderful is God loves to answer that kind of prayer. And so I regularly become aware of my harshness of attitude, which often I even don't notice myself until uh, God's Holy Spirit speaks to me. The other thing I did was I asked God to forgive me. And that's the wonderful thing about the Christian faith. The Bible says, if we confess our mistakes and our failings and our sin, God is faithful and just and loving and will forgive us. That for me is the wonderful good news of my faith, that I can ask for God's help and God does help me become more the person that I should be, but also I am forgiven and set free from the guilt of it all.
4: The second reading is taken from the Gospel of John, chapter 11. Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary, and her sister Martha. Mary was the one who anointed the Lord with perfume and wiped his feet with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was ill. So the sister sent a message to Jesus, Lord, he, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, this illness does not lead to death. Rather, it is for God's glory so that the son of man may be glorified through it. Accordingly, though Jesus loved Martha and his sister and Lazarus, After having heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to the disciples, let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now trying to stone you. And are you going there again? Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours of daylight? Those who walk during the day do not stumble because they see the light of this world. But those who walk at night stumble, because the light is not in them. After saying this, he told them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm going there to awaken him. The disciples said to the Lord, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he'll be all right. Jesus, however, had been speaking about his death, but they thought he was referring merely to sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. For your sake, I'm glad that I was not there so that you may believe, but let us go to him. Thomas, who was called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, some two miles away I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one coming into the world.
5: The second reading from the Gospel of John continues. When Martha had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary and told her privately, The teacher is here and is calling for you. And when she heard it, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. The Jews who were with her in the house, consoling her, saw Mary get up quickly and go out. They followed her because they thought she was going to the tomb to weep there. When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw she was weeping, And the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. So the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not he have opened the eyes of the blind man, have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, again greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, already there is a stench, because he has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone, and Jesus looked upwards and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said to him, Unbind him and let him go. Many of the Jews, therefore, who had come with Mary and had seen what Jesus did, believed in him.
0: May I speak in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen in our two very powerful and evocative passages for today's readings we see the power of words on full display in ezekiel the mortal is invited or indeed commanded in this vision to say to the valley of dry bones what god is about to do breathing life and reworking like an artist with a sculpture before them the once forgotten and lifeless people, scattered and broken, will be remade, remoulded and given life once again. An image I like to link with Genesis 2, where the sculpturing God formed a human being from the dust of the earth, each aspect carefully moulded, lovingly touched. And here in this vision in Ezekiel, Simply speaking the words of God, life is restored. And then there is the silence. The silence after the prophecy. The silence of wonder and hope, but also waiting to see what comes next. In John's Gospel, many words are spoken, but also interwoven in silence. There's the words and the silence of desperation, of hope, of grief, of disappointment, of faith, of power and of life. The whole scene is charged with emotion and typically for the gospel writer, John, it's full of symbolisms too. For this is the final sign Jesus performs before the attention is turned towards the passion events which lead to the cross. The silence of waiting, expectation, and wondering. A foreshadowing of the death of Jesus, his own death on the cross, and of course the resurrection, where the silence of the cross and the tomb That pregnant pause between a new beginning and a new creation is heralded with the resurrection. With simply the power of words, come forth, Lazarus. It is said and it is done. Things change. The word maker and the world changer God is still speaking into creation today, just as those first words uttered in Genesis, let there be. As we read of the word being spoken over an arid and forgotten valley, and as it is shouted almost at the tomb of Lazarus, the words of God, the words full of the sweet, life-giving breath of God, are still being spoken to us, into us, and over our world. Words that will be heard on the cross too. Words that will proclaim, Father forgive. Words that will declare, it is finished. Our words have power to heal and to harm. We can speak them to and about others or have them spoken to us and about us. Words which can build life and offer hope, and words which can strike down and destroy. We all have our own experiences of those events. And of course, we can speak them to ourselves. Those inner words we may not wish to voice, They can also give life, but equally, or perhaps more so, they can take life away. Words which repeat to ourselves that reinforce false waves of seeing or believing in ourselves, or reminding us of the things we carry with us from our past. Jesus is standing at the doorway of our own selves, like at the tomb of Lazarus and is inviting us to come forth. Perhaps he is saying, come away from that false sense of who you think you are, and rise into the new life of the person I know you are. Come into the life I have for you, for I am the resurrection. Take off the things that bind you, for I am the life. He is also breathing his spirit into us. And like the dry bones in the valley, we can be remade, reminded and remembered in the image of God, called to be his body. And this now is our gender in the world. This is to be our work, to be like that sweet breath of God, giving life to the dry old bones of a tired and weary world and society. It is to speak life with God's word, to help raise those who feel so helpless and fallen, not believed in, loved or trusted, to help see lives changed where lives have been forgotten, ignored or rejected. We. Yes, you and me are called to be like the hands and the feet of the sculpture God, walking this earth now, in you and me, still recreating and remaking this passion tide. Let us receive the life and the love that God gives to each one of us, that we may be that to our world, breathing his love, breathing his life, calling all to a new creation, a new world. Amen.
2: Let us declare our faith in God. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
5: We pray for
0: the ways in which we, our world and your church, are called to love in the harder areas of life. Where inner conflict over decisions we need to make causes confusion or anxiety. Where the pain and misery of violence in our world takes away hope and life. Where your church is called to find the difficult path towards unity, loving one another despite our differences. Lord, you are strong when we are frail and gentle when we let you down. Help us to lean on you this week. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those times
5: in our lives where we have failed, where the mess of life has overtaken us and we have struggled on our own. Where we have left God out of our thinking and living. Help us cry out to you, Lord, in our trouble, to seek you in our own challenges and difficulties, to know your place in the midst of our own troubles give us your wisdom to know the right choices to make to say the right words give us your understanding to know that we cannot change the things around us give us the patience to learn and grow in our confidence in faith in you lord your mercy your offer
6: we молимося за країни та народи які стикаються з війною насильством кровопролиттям особливо молимося за мир в україні що ти перетвориш серця тих, хто прагне війни і кровопролиття, на серця, які прагнуть примирення і зцілення. Ми молимося за тих, хто оплакує втрату близьких у цьому конфлікті. Ми молимося за всіх, хто був переселений внаслідок цієї війни. Ми молимося за всіх, кому важко жити на новому місці. Дай нам віру знати. <speaking in the language>
5: we pray for
4: your church, your body made visible in our world. Help us to live in your call, to be a place of limitless love and hospitality, where we are fractured and divided, limited and fallible. Help us be accepting of one another and generous in our dealing with each other. Help us leave the great call to love one another, to be honest and real witnesses of your love. As we become more honest and real w- with ourselves, that in our witness we will know your strength.
0: Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Merciful Father. Accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. (laughs)
7: What <laughs>
0: Let us pray. Most merciful God, who by the death and resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, delivered and saved the world, grant that by faith in him who suffered on the cross, we may triumph in the power of his victory. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Standing at the foot of the cross, as our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and for ever. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this national online service here from St Barnabas and Christ Chapel in Dulwich, South London. As your pilgrimage through this season of Lent continues from this Passion Tide Sunday, I pray that you may know the grace and the love and the presence and the peace and the life and the power of Christ in your lives. Christ, Christ crucified, draw you to himself, to, himself, to find, find in him a sure and for faith, a firm, a firm support, support for hope and the assurance of sins, forgiven, and and the of sins forgiven. And the blessing of God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, be, be with you.